What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we will dive into some news and notes today as some different things are coming out. Jumping right into it. So before the lockout began, before the December 1st lockout, the Dodgers actually agreed to a deal with Cody Bellinger to avoid arbitration. It's a one-year $17 million deal. It's going to give him a $900,000 raise over what he made in 2021. And this was this was determined before the lockout. It just was never officially announced due to a mandate that the league has that prevents teams from discussing player personnel. So I'm sure like a reporter probably scooped it out or found out. But $17 million, I mean, obviously Cody Bellinger is a former MVP, he's 26, you know, not even in his prime yet. But that's a lot of money for a player com- coming off a season that was below replacement level. I mean, this this guy had a very, very rough 2021 season, a minus one and a half wins above replacement. I mean, he, he's got to be the most, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you if you pay him for his, if you're talking about dollars per wins above replacement, I mean, it's, it's, you're paying for a negative player, but obviously that's not what they're hoping for. They're hoping for a rebound because what we saw last year from Cody Bellinger is not the player he actually is. That's an outlier. I mean, he was injured and never really got into a groove whenever he did return. So you just look at, okay, who is this guy for his career? Obviously an outstanding player for his career. Talking about a guy who has an MVP, who has a gold glove, who has a silver slugger, who is, you know, an all-around phenomenal player. He just was in the midst of a bunch of injuries last year, and he's only 26. So, you know, we understand that he's going to be much better moving forward. But it's it's quite a lot of money, honestly. But the Dodgers didn't really have much of a choice because, I mean, either they were going to – I mean, arbitration usually ends up with a player getting a raise. I don't think – you know, players ever go backwards with arbitration. It's either, you know, a slight raise or something like that. $900,000 is a huge raise. So either they gave him this minimal raise or keep paying him that amount, or they non-tender him, which means he would become an an unrestricted free agent. Non-tender means they refuse to give him a contract. And they're not willing to let Cody Miller walk right now. I mean, you'd be selling low and some other team would scoop him up for cheap and he would go on to do big and great things in the future. So you basically just write off 2021 for Cody Bellinger. Um, but, I mean, he, he is an MVP, uh, such a young MVP. And that's, that was in 2019, just a couple years ago. You can't, you can't write that off. Also was the rookie of the year in 2017. So expect a bounce back from Bellinger. I mean, I don't know if he'll go all the way back to MVP caliber, but he'll surely be much better than what he showed in 2021 as long as he is healthy, as long as he's healthy. So we'll see. In other news, in other news, the New York Yankees are in this interesting situation. They're not the only ones, though, but no, they're the ones that this is being written about because they have multiple players in this situation. Well, they have a, a couple of players, key players, coming off of surgery, and the team has absolutely no idea how they're progressing, and that's because of the lockout. So teams can't talk to players, but the Yankees don't know the progress of DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Hicks, Jameson Tyone and Darren O'Day. All these guys had surgery and nobody knows how they're doing. Well, except for maybe Aaron Hicks. So he had surgery back in May to repair a torn 
tendon in his left wrist, but he's actually been playing in the Dominican Winter League. So they can at least watch his games there. But other guys, LeMayu had sports hernia surgery on October 12th. Jameson Tyone, right ankle tendon surgery October 28th. Darren O'Day had hamstring surgery actually back in the season. But, you know, these guys, it's not like they're playing winter ball. Nobody knows how they're doing right now. Tim LoCastro had surgery to repair a torn right ACL. So Aaron Boone said, I don't have any contact with them, so I don't know. And obviously, you know, the lockout continues to persist. So Aaron Boone doesn't expect the Yankees to evaluate players until the work stoppage ends. And it's uncertain whether or not spring training will start as scheduled on February 16th. So this is just something they're going to have to wait and see. They're going to have to wait and see. I mean, obviously, these guys are professionals. These players are professionals. They have their own trainers. They have their own their own guys rehabbing them and, and all that. I mean, it's their job. You know, they're not going to just sit around all day and do nothing. Like This is their livelihood. If they want if they want to have a job, they're going to want to show up healthy to spring training. So they'll do whatever they can to ensure that. But the team just doesn't know how things are going. It's just, it's just the reality of a lockout offseason. That's just what happens. I thought I would mention that, but obviously the Yankees are not going to be the only team dealing with that. Every team with a player coming off the surgery right now is going to be dealing with that. It's just that the Yankees have multiple names on that list. Speaking of the Yankees, the Yankees have finalized their coaching staff for 2022. So yes, as we know, they brought back Aaron Boone. But interesting addition here is they added former Gold Glove third baseman Eric Chavez. So Eric Chavez, who... Spent a lot of time with the Oakland Athletics and it's known known for his glove. He is now going to be on the coaching staff. And yeah, I mean, he's the assistant hitting coach, actually. Not I'm sure he'll be he'll he'll be there uh, to also give some some pointers with the glove, but he's actually gonna be an assistant hitting coach for the New York Yankees. The, the Yankees got rid of some of their other coaches from last year, which I, I don't really understand. I mean, they fired their hitting coach, Marcus Th- uh, Thames, um, for the third baseman coach, Phil Nevin, assistant hitting coach. So why did they get rid of all their hitting coaches? I don't really know if that was a problem last year. Sometimes it seems to me like these guys, these coaches are scapegoats because somebody needs to be blamed. But they brought back Aaron Boone, who's the manager at the end of the day. But that's neither here nor there. But Eric Chavez is going to be coaching for the New York Yankees next year. In other news, so a report came out a few days ago saying that Major League Baseball payrolls dropped 4% this season compared to their last full season. So last full season was 2019 and, you know, 2021 was the next full season. So it was a 4% drop and the total payroll amount is the was $4.05 billion dollars. That's the lowest since 2015. And this is kind of the crux of the issue. That is, that is, uh, that is, I would say, inspiring that labor dispute between the players and the owners. I mean, we have a lockout right now and players are not happy that salaries are generally going down. Right? I mean, obviously, guys at the very top of the list, you know, your Mike Trouts, your... Max Scherzer's guys like that—they have no problem getting paid. But it's it's the the average ball player. The average ball player is not making as much as they did for five six years ago. That's just what the numbers show. 
So what we're seeing is that teams have more and more of these replacement level guys. So um, if you have, I shouldn't say a replacement level, um, not necessarily replacement level in terms of talent, but in terms of salary. So MLB minimum, I think it's somewhere around $600,000 or something like that. So there are more players playing for that amount than ever before. Um, rather than guys making you know, those arbitration, you know, multi-million dollar salaries, they'll rather have guys who are still on those, you know, um, you know, rookie deals making $600,000. And then once a player is about to hit arbitration, you know, they'll cut bait and then they'll bring in the next, you know, fresh young player. It's just business, obviously. But, and, and the owners aren't doing anything wrong. They're just working within the, you know, within boundaries of the collective bargaining agreement. But that's why the collective bargaining agreement needs to be restructured from the opinion of the players. So that's why we have a lockout right now. That's why we have a lockout right now. So we'll see what all that happens, but it's just the interesting headline, you know, overall payroll has dropped 4% down to 2015 levels. That's not good. That's over half a decade. Players are not going to be happy with that news. So yeah, the lockout persists. I mean, these are, you know, these tidbits I'm mentioning today are, are all kind of artifacts of the lockout. We didn't find out about Bellinger's contract until now because of the lockout. Players are having surgery, but teams don't know how they're doing because of the lockout. We have a lockout because salaries have fallen over the past six years. So lockout, lockout, lockout. That is where we stand. But that's what I have for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.